Hi, I'm Ray, and you're listening to Insert Quest here. Today's quest is Live, Love, Die, Remember, which is a game for one to four players that I designed myself. Um, we did another episode about this before, uh, but I, um, I felt like doing another game for a couple of reasons, some of which I addressed in the previous uh, recording, but basically the first one is I wanted to do another version of the solo, another play of the solo version of the game with a few tweaks in how I was choosing to play it. Um, I've also fixed some typo and game flow um, things in Live, Love, Die, Remember. Um, what that means is I fixed a bunch of typos and I changed one or two lines of the pre-written text that you're meant to uh, utter out loud. Um, but I'm going to be playing it with a bit more of a mindfulness um towards what the scenes will be like. Um, and the other reason, uh, because last time they were very dark and I want to try and go for more upbeat scenes this time within the allowances of the prompt so obviously if we get the Urambushed prompt that's different uh, but the other thing the other reason for doing this is that my friend Emily is celebrating her birthday um, at the time of recording this and She's kind of outlined a bunch of things um, that several of her friends are doing to sort of help celebrate her birthday even though we're not nearby. So for example, last night we all had a nice cup of tea and some chocolate even though we were all on different par parts of the world in different time zones and things like that. Uh, today we're dyeing our hair and playing a thoughtful game. And I didn't really have any thoughtful video games I could play, so I figured I'd play Live, Love, Die, Remember again. Um, and I dyed my hair silver, or put silver toner in my hair specifically. Um, which is all part of getting my hair back to one colour so that I can dye it again. Uh, so that'll be fun. Um... Yeah, so that's what we're doing. And then there's other activities on for the rest of the weekend as well, which will going to be cool. So we'll explore those, and you don't really need to know what those are because they're not relevant to this recording. So um, I asked Emily how many scenes I should do, and she said that I should do three. So we're going to make a note of that. Um, and then we're going to get going. Now, if you're not familiar with Live, Love, Die, remember, I'm going to read out a little bit of it now. Um, I won't read out all of the non-mandatory text like I did last time. I will read out the mandatory text because it's mandatory. Uh, but a brief description of the game. Um, in this game, we each play as an AI-enabled humanoid militarized robot. A mech. One that has fallen in love with their pilot. We'll be exploring our mech's memories as they are confronted with a choice during their final battle. Um, now, an aspect of this game is that we will be marking our skin. Uh, 
sort of to honor Emily, uh, I am going to be doing, I guess, little marks on my thigh. Um, I'm not quite sure what they'll be. They might be glyphs, but we might go with something else to sort of remember the events. Uh, so as you complete a scene, you mark your skin. But we'll get to that later. Um, okay, so... Uh, section 1. Read the following aloud. A final battle. A decision to make. What will you sacrifice to make it through? Your love? Your life? Or peace itself? So now we're going to be building up sort of some very bare bones of the setting, right? The sort of this space that we'll be playing in. So to begin with, I'm going to need to bring up a random number generator. Um, because while the first few tables, the first two tables are one to six, the next table is one to nine, and then the table after that is one to thirty. So... We're gonna need a random number generator. Just gonna open up Google and search for the random number generator. Random.org is your friend. Uh, random is spelt with an N, apparently. Who knew? I mean, everyone that knows how to spell random correctly, I suppose, knew. Um, six, generate, what number, we got six, wow, what is this a war for, it's a war, sorry, this is a war for profit, <laughs> wonderful, we got the war for profit option, um, First thought is we could be mercenaries, or it could be a war over, s no, war for resources is another option, war for profit. War for profit, yeah, I th mm, look, mercenaries is, I'm having trouble not thinking mercenaries, so definitely mercenaries for now. I'm just making a little bit of a note of that on my piece of paper. Ow. Where's my knife? There's... something on me. Like a bug. Glad I caught that quickly. It would have been annoying later. The perils of living in Australia are sometimes bugs, you know? Sometimes... Slightly dangerous bugs um, for profit. Cool. And we'll put mercs down. And we'll see how that goes. Uh, next, what were you built for? So remember, we're playing as the mech um, and reliving its memories of... Um, reliving its memories... Of its love for its pilot before it makes this difficult choice that we'll get to later. 
Uh, generate me another number. <laughs> One. Wow. Okay. <laughs> what were you built for? To test a new weapon system. That's very good for uh, a war for profit. I'm just a new fucking weapon test bed. To test a new weapon. What should that new weapon be? Should I state it now or is it something later, do you think? Mm, I'm going to leave it for now and see if something else comes up from some of the other options. And now we want to generate a number between 1 and 9. 9. Uh, so, when you first met your pilot, what about them seized your attention? Number 9. The scars they carried with them. Fuck. Wow. The scars they carried with them is... Not where I was hoping to go, tonally. But, you know, we live by the roll. Now, you don't have to randomly roll. You can choose, but... Um, I wrote the game, and so... I feel more comfortable randomly determining... Um, randomly generating which ones I'm going to be doing, just because... I mean... For me, that's where the game part is coming from. I wrote these prompts, so if I wanted to, I could play this game without any of the prompts. I could just do the questions. Playing with the prompts is where the game aspect comes for me. And for you, for someone who isn't me playing the game, then the game aspect is coming from the prompts as well. Because... I mean, it's coming from the prompts because I have generated these prompts for you. Um, whereas for me, it is forcing me... The numbers are forcing me to do a specific one. Because without it... If I'm just picking which one I want to do, then I might as well just make... I could just make new prompts. I don't know if I'm explaining this very well. But anyway, the point is, it feels more comfortable to go with the random roll. Um, for me. The scars they carried with them. I'm really into cybernetic stuff, so I think... I think they have... a prosthetic limb. I think they have prosthetic eyes. Now, the scars they carried with them does not have to be physical, obviously, but it is what about them seized their attention, so... I guess another way you could do the scars they carried with them. If you've seen Pacific Rim, um, the main, one of the main characters, Raleigh, has this big, huge stack of photos. Um, and as much as the burn marks and the pull, the burn marks on his body are scars from the battle where he lost his brother. The stack of photos are also scars that he's carrying with him so that's an imp that's like an interesting sort of 
touchstone, I guess. Touchstone? Yeah, touchstone. It's an ex interesting example from media. Next, we go to the relive your memories phase. Um, we're going to do three scenes. Um, we don't need to worry about that part because we're playing solo. Pick a prompt from the list. Describe a scene aloud based on the prompt. Once you are done, mark your chassis as a reminder. A tally mark on your hand will do. Um, then, uh, because we're alone, take a moment between each memory to reflect and center yourself. So, this is one of the new parts. Read the following aloud. Focus on your love and tell us what you remember. And now, we're going to randomly generate a number between 1 and 30. Huh. We got a number that I did last time, and I prefer not to do it again. Hmm. Okay. It's a weird one to start with, but we can do it. Um, I actually have a list of names here from my other mech game <laughs> that I'm going to be using. Uh, so... I remember, uh, the prompt I got, by the way, I forgot to mention, is, uh, so first I rolled a six, which is when you first showed your full power, and I've done that before, um, and then I did that on the last one, rather, and then the second one I got <laughs> was seven. Uh, the first time you battled as one, so I remember, uh, Standing in a clearing, um, in an old, not an old, in a, in a no longer operating, uh, timber plantation. And there was a, there's probably a mill on site as, there's, there's, I remember there being a mill on site as well, but. I can't remember if it was operating. I'd cleared a lot of trees from one section and we were using that as a sort of training ground. And I can I can remember let's give our pilot a name. I can remember Vega cuz why not? I fucking love that name. They had me on the back of this truck, this huge truck laying down and they drove me out to this field and there was a couple of the other mechs there too and then Vega climbed up on me and, and they tapped on the lens on my I guess my eyes really but I heard the ringing of the tapping of the lens and they told me to wake up uh, like I had been sleeping I think because I was lying down Vega had thought I was sleeping, which is kind of ridiculous. And then they climbed inside and they adjusted uh, the controls. And then we just fought all day. It was drill after drill. They just kept running through all of these systems. First, it took us forever to get started. And then we had to wait for the other pilots to get, and mechs to get ready. And then once they were ready, we had to 
put the combat systems into safety mode and then and then we started fighting and they were like these little mock jewels and they just it was all day non-stop and then and at the end I was just felt so fatigued and then Vegas said to me and it was and I think it sticks with me because it was the first time that they'd really shown me any kindness because Vegas said to me that I'd done a good job and then they climbed down out of the cockpit and they cracked open a bottle of water and they poured it all over their head and then they just walked off and left me there with the technicians as they prepped to put me away they say put me away, put me back, take me back to the hangar and it was so strange to have this I don't know there was something about it that just made me feel it felt like they were trying to open up to me but I don't know maybe I'm reading too much into it but that was the first time we fought together and we didn't we made some mistakes but we didn't make as many as the other two teams so that's something and now we take a moment to quietly reflect as I mark my chassis Next, let's generate another number. Number 20, which I can't remember if we did number 20 last time, but I will know when I see it. Ah, when they told you what they fight for. I remember we'd fought, this was a few months ago now, but we'd fought, we'd fought through this river valley. And at the time we were testing They'd sent us in there to support the assault on this, to support clearing out this valley. And they'd equipped Vega and I with this, it was meant, it was called like a bio-targeting system. It was meant to be able to detect people's energy and you could target the weapons off of them except it seemed to just pick up every mammal in the valley and so it was mostly useless and I can remember after having this horrible week testing this thing in live combat we finally made it back to base and Vega 
Vega was a weird person. I say. Like, I know anything about what people are. But the first thing that they did was that they went around to the mess hall and they snuck in and stole a bunch of ingredients and then snuck back out and got me to help them cook a meal. And I remember afterwards when Vega was eating this weird noodle dish that they'd made out of a bunch of dried pasta and various canned vegetables. I remember... <laughs> I can remember Vega telling me this wild story, and I don't even remember how it happened, but they were telling me about this mech that they'd piloted on Mars, and how close they'd gotten with them, and how much they were looking forward to seeing them again, and all of this, and, and then they were telling me about how they got separated from that mech, and how infuriated they were that the loss of their companion had just been seen as a debt by the company and that the whole reason that they were here on this planet testing these new weapon systems was to try and pay off the enforced debt they weren't a conscript so much as they were an indentured servant there was a lot of rage and frustration that Vega was holding back but the way that they talked about Amon the mech they lost was named Amon. And when they talked about them, and Vega talked about Amon, there was... I don't know how to describe it other than this creeping, shallow warmth. Filling them up. It was like... It seemed like a thing that they were trying not to remember. Because... of how that life that they'd had with Amon had become this other thing but it seemed like they really loved Amon and it was so 
lovely to hear them talking about their time together and the way that they fought when they were together. I remember looking up some archive and seeing some footage of them fighting. They were amazing. And I think that's going to be a scene too. So we're going to mark our chassis. Let's do scene number three. 28. What is 28? Oh, this one's really sweet. Your first dance is the number 28 prompt. Okay. There's a bunch of banging next door. We'll just have to live with it. I can remember. We'd had a really good day. We'd done the work. We'd got out unharmed. The weapon hadn't got us killed. And Vega and I... were feeling... romantic. And somebody on the bass was playing a bunch of music over the loudspeakers. And it was this loud, abrasive, powerful music. I remember Vega sitting in the cockpit, reaching for the controls and turning off my audio pickups so that I couldn't hear the sounds of the outside world I asked her what are you doing and I said just trust me I turned off the external audio pickups but they left on their internal ones so I could still hear what Vega was saying I could hear the sounds of the cockpit I could hear the sounds of my own engine And then Vega turned on this piece of beautiful sort of soulful, I don't know what it was, it was, it was like some kind of jazz or blues or something, I don't really know a lot about music and I can almost feel now thinking about it the way their hands took my controls and they led me like we were dancing as she swayed inside me steering me about the base this sort of trodden dirt field of the staging area 
the other mechs being racked in their hangars. As Vega and I danced, as the sun set, such a happy memory. It makes me warm just thinking about it. I was so nervous about dancing. Big, dangerous war machine. It felt like something too delicate for me to do. I felt clumsy. But when Vega was at the controls, all that experience and knowledge, they knew how to help a mech move. They really knew how to help a mech move. I think that's a scene. How am I going to draw that? What is that? Yeah, that'll work. Okay. Now, we arrive at the final part of the game. Make your choice. As a car screams past. <laughs> Now that we've done all our scenes, it's time for one last moment. Read the following aloud. You see yourself in a war zone, a mech and their pilot standing on the battlefield fighting as one. There's a moment of calm amidst the fury. You see all the moments that led you here stretched out like a sea of thought around you. The future looms in your cybernetic mind. This battle will see you break. And you have to make a choice. Do you sacrifice your life to save your love? Do you sacrifice your love to end the war? Or do you sacrifice peace to keep your love? I can see a troop carrier ready to lift us off this planet and take us home. And I can see the mechs cobbled together from the fallen, charging out of the forest crossing the marshland to the island where we've built our current base and I can see people scrambling to board that transport as it starts to take off quickly trying to blast out of atmosphere and I can see Vega running towards me and I can see the ship start to lift off and its huge landing ramp start to lift and I start running towards Vega and I hear them shout over the comms to open up the cockpit 
as they leap into the air, trying to fly into the cockpit. I quickly snatch them out of the air. And just before I throw them, catapult them into the closing mouth of that transport, I whisper back over the calms, I love you. And now I'm here listening to them shout at me for making them leave as I cut through these other mechs these remade corpses and with every one of them that I take I feel a piece of me being cut away But I know, at least, Vega lived. And that's the end. That's the end of our little, our little scene. So, it's interesting how quickly that game plays when you do three scenes for one person. But the length isn't actually that different. It's about half. For three people, for, for three scenes for one person, it's half the length of, um, of, fuck the other version of the game, the seven scene version. So seven scenes is what I envisioned you'd play when you did it solo. Um, I asked Emily how many scenes I should do and she said three, so I did three. Um, yeah, I guess with three scenes, it's a lot more like... With seven scenes, there was the tendency to try and tell like a throughput story. Um, there were some non-linear elements, but it was like, this is the narrative of how we got to here. Whereas with this story, it, w with three scenes, it feels a lot more like here are three random snapshots of these people's life together right before they make a choice. It feels a little more flash cardy and random and it's a very different feeling and I like it um, it's interesting how just changing the amount of scenes you do changes what you got because like there's no there's no real time to try and make a throughput with three scenes it's like I don't even know what this character is so it's interesting seeing seeing the difference there um, but that was cool I'm really glad that I did that um, I hope that you enjoyed listening to this. If you want to hear more uh, Live, Love, Die, Remember content, please let us know in the comments. Um, please share this as well. Uh, it is a 
it, I've really been enjoying doing the little Live, Love, Die, Remember stuff, and I hope to do more of the, um, I hope to do a version of this soon with some, with more people, which will be cool, maybe even do the full version of the game with four people, well, full version, the maximum player amount, um, but if you like this game and you'd like to get yourself a copy, you can find that on my Itch store. Uh, Live, Love, Die, Remember is the title. Uh, and there will be a link to that uh, up above. Uh, but for now, uh, thank you for listening. I hope that you enjoyed yourself. Uh, I certainly did. Uh, farewell from the past. I'm Ray.